Welcome to Naturally Curious. I'm Dr. Heidi Hook, naturopathic doctor, and I'm in my third decade of practicing naturopathic medicine. And what drives me to know more is that I am just so curious about why some people are healthy and why some are not. And I just absolutely love the subject that I'm going to talk about today, which is functional genomics. And why? Because there's so much to learn, and it is an exploding field and because it helps me with understanding why people are so different and why one person can do well on a certain supplement and why another person won't. Now, functional genomics sets the stage for the personal roadmap to each individual's biochemistry, and that is what is so exciting to me. So for me, I explain it like this. It's one thing to eat healthy and exercise and get enough sleep and live a healthy lifestyle and reap the rewards by feeling good. And it's another thing to do all of those things and still not feel good or end up with the same diseases that your parents had. And this is when patients come in and feel helpless and hopeless. So genetically speaking, you're half your mom and you're half your dad, and nothing can change that. That is a done deal. Your genetics affect the enzymes that regulate your biochemistry by either upregulating them or downregulating them, which makes them run faster or slower. So having a genetic variant means that your mom or your dad or both gave you one variant if they had one to give. Now, if you have just one variant, we say that you're heterozygous. And if you have two variants, then we say you are homozygous. And depending on which gene that is being affected, having one or two variants can affect the enzyme by 30 to 70%. So this means the enzyme will run 30 to 70% slower or faster, kind of depending on which enzyme it's affecting. So it's important to know that just because you have a genetic variant does not mean that it is turned on and affecting you. And no one knows for sure when or if the genetic variances get turned on but it is thought that stress and poor diet and over time can be factors in what turns these genetic variances on. We get an idea if the genetic variations are turned on by looking at someone's signs and symptoms and by testing the nutrient status. Now, the nutrient status is so crucial because the nutrients are the cofactors that are needed by the enzymes to run a biochemical pathway. And so if the nutrients are low, then it doesn't really matter if there's a slow enzyme because if the low nutrients, so because it's the low nutrients that are causing the issue. Now, once we know that the nutrients are available, then this is where things get really exciting because we know that we can't change your genes, right? Your, but if we know your, gen, if we know your genetic variations, then we can change up to 70% of how they manifest by either giving you the enzyme that your body is having a hard time making or giving the byproduct that your body is having a hard time making or we just support the pathways altogether with nutrients and herbs to optimize that pathway. Now, this can all get very complicated very quickly because all of these biochemical pathways are inter interconnected and interdependent on each other. 
and giving a nutrient in an upstream pathway can have disastrous results downstream if there are nutrient deficiencies or genetic variations downstream that are slowing that down. It's like opening the dam up when there is a log jam downstream. This is why some people can take vitamins and feel okay and others feel horrible when taking the same vitamins or nutrients. And this is also why having a healthcare professional that is trained in functional genomics can be very helpful in navigating through the biochemical pathways to optimal health. Now, one example of a well-known genetic variant is the MTHFR, or methyl tetrahydrofolate reductase. So this is the enzyme that converts folate, which you get from dark leafy greens, um, and the folic acid, which is a synthetic form of folate, into the activated form of folate, which is the 5-MTHF, or what we, in short, call methylfolate. Now, saying that something is activated means that the nutrient is in the form that the body can use. Okay, so now if there is a genetic variation in that MTHFR, then someone may have a difficult time making activated folate, and the MTHF is the important foundational nutrient. So the methylfolate is like a cornerstone to making your body healthy and happy. So when folate is low, and this is actually increases your risk of heart disease, cancer, depression, inflammation, and so many other chronic diseases. But here's where it gets tricky, because it isn't just that simple to just add methylfolate. Because in order for methylfolate to be used in that methylation cycle or in your biochemistry, we also need zinc and we need methyl B12. And those are the cofactors that you have to have available. And so if someone is low, then just adding methylfolate will not be helpful. And, the, and so for some people, they can also have a genetic variant at the enzymes that convert the B12 into the methyl B12. And so they can be low in methyl B12 due to genetic variances. And this is why testing nutrients is so important. And not testing nutrients is just in the serum because that really only relates to about 1% of what's in the body at one point in time. But testing the nutrients at a cellular level tells me the nutrient status of the last four to six months of what's in the cells and so what your body has access to. This is what, this is what I wanna know. So back to methylfolate. One reason we have to be careful with blindly taking too much methylfolate is because it is also upstream from other pathways. And so giving high doses of methylfolate may be like opening the dam up, so to speak, that creates the flow downstream. And if downstream there are log jams or genetic variances creating slow enzyme function, or there's nutrient deficiencies, meaning that the enzymes will be slowed because you don't have the needed cofactors for them to function optimally, then you can feel worse, such as worsening anxiety, anger, irritability, fatigue, fatigue, pain. So even though you may need methylfolate and methyl B12, taking too much can make you worse.
And so we always think little bits, uh, a little bit. It's like a balancing and a tightrope. You know, if you're too much on one side, you're going to fall off. If you are too much on the other side, you're going to fall off. So you need a little bit and then let your body process it a little bit and let your body process it. So now I want to take a moment to discuss the difference between methylfolate and folic acid. And if you get nothing from this talk, please listen to this. These are two different kinds of folate, um, two different kinds of folate, but they are not interchangeable. Methylfolate is what your body makes from dark leafy green vegetables, and it is in that usable, activated form. Folic acid is a synthetic form of folate that the body still has to convert to the methylfolate in order for it to be used by the body. And I almost never recommend folic acid because it actually slows two of the enzymes needed in the pathway to make methylfolate. So I just never know why it is, it is ever needed to be used. So I'm always looking at methylfolate or folinic acid. Folinic acid is another um, activated folate, uh, another form of folate that can be beneficial. Okay, so now let's talk about B12. There are three types your body needs, adenosyl B12, hydroxy B12, and methyl B12. So now most of the supplements on the market have cyano B12. So when you read the label, it's going to say um, cyano B12 or cyanocobalamin. This is a synthetic form made by combining cyanide and B12. So when you take it, it gets in and it splits apart and the body will pull a hydroxy B12 to take care of the cyanide part. So this never really is a good choice either. So always look at the label and choose a supplement that has methylfolate and because that's the one of the bioavailable forms and then um, the bioavailable form of B12. So that would be methyl B12, adenosyl B12, or hydroxy B12. So knowing your MTHFR status is so very important, but it's also just one piece of the puzzle. There are so many enzymes that we are looking at that completes the picture. So let me give you an idea of what this means and what knowing your functional genomics can do for you. So what we can do now is we can actually look at the genetic variances that help a person detox at a cellular level. And we can see if you're having issues detoxifying environmental toxins. If these variants are present, then the detoxification is slowed. And if the body cannot detoxify, then it will need to store the toxins in the fat and between the cells. So adipose tissue or fat is the main storage place for these toxins. And so I'll tell people, if you want to lose a pound of fat, then you need to detoxify a pound of toxins. So for instance, these are the people with multiple chemical sensitivities. They can't be around perfume, smoke, and they definitely can't walk down the cleaning aisle in the grocery store. We can see if these are the issues also, if they have a hard time breaking down estrogens, which then increases the chance of having PMS, heavy menses, uterine fibroids, and any estrogen-related cancers. We can also look at the variants that affect your body's ability to break down inflammation. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. So one of the ways to think about this 
is we live, we eat food, our body makes itself healthy and happy, hopefully, right? And we also have a biochemical exhaust. This biochemical exhaust is inflammatory. And it's like driving a car. You put gas in it, you drive down the road, and your car creates exhaust. Some have less inflammation or less exhaust as they're driving, uh, like in an electric car, and others have more inflammation and exhaust like they are driving in a car that needs a new muffler. So our bodies do the same thing in our biochemistry. But the good news is that the body also has its own enzymes to break down this inflammation. It's these enzymes that can have genetic variances that can slow the breakdown of the inflammatory byproducts. So some people have exhaust like driving behind an electric car and others are really that car that needs a new muffler. Now, the exciting thing is also is that we can actually take some of those enzymes orally in a supplement and support these pathways to decrease inflammation. I actually see this to be pretty common. So when someone says that you have inflammation, what exactly are they talking about? I mean, which chemicals in the body are causing inflammation? No one's really talking about this. And what I'm saying is specifically, there's, there's uh, a few um, chemicals that, are, uh, that we want to talk about, specifically superoxide and hydrogen peroxide. And if these don't get broken down adequately, then they get turned into peroxynitrate and hydroxy radicals which are like machine guns of inflammation to your gut, to your adrenal glands, and to your nervous system. And by giving the enzymes SOD and catalase and making sure all the nutrient cofactors are available like minerals and glutathione, then we can actually biohack the pathway and get it back up and running and inflammation goes down. And for some of my patients with these variants, this is a life changer. And this is what makes me so excited. We can also look at the genes that cause imbalances in our neurotransmitters. And the neurotransmitters, when out of balance, can cause anxiety, insomnia, irritability, and depression. And there's a way too common symptoms in today's day. And it just doesn't have to happen as much as it does. We can actually see if you're prone to having low serotonin which is the main calming feel-good neurotransmitter. It kind of sits at the top and it tells all the excitatory neurotransmitters to calm down. So when serotonin is low, one can feel really overwhelmed, be sad, have insomnia, and just needing to go to bed, pull the covers over your head, and having a quiet place. Or you just need to be out in nature where it's quiet. So when, ser when serotonin is adequate, you can feel like you're in your bubble of well-being. There's less stress. It's not hitting you in the face. And stress is a little bit more at a distance. We can also um, see if you're slow to break down some of the excitatory neurotransmitters like epinephrine or adrenaline. So when there's a trigger, um, you, people can stay in that adrenaline spin too long, which increases anxiety, insomnia, and eventually leads to heart palpitations. We can also see if you make more glutamate than most, which can also cause irritability when it's too high. Now, glutamate can make us really smart, 
but when too high, it's almost this um, perfectionism where nothing is good enough, everything is has to be a certain way, and uh, this is also kind of our road ragers, um, people that have too much glutamate. This is the, the Twinkie, you know, people ate too many processed foods that had too much MSG and they went crazy. It's the glutamate can be too high and cause that irritability and, and um, kind of an anger and perfectionism. We can also see if you tend to have more empathy than most. Um, so this means that you can feel, uh, feel other people more. And especially if other people are having a negative day, they can have that negative impact on you, um, which also interesting, uh, lowers your serotonin. Um, so if you have both of those variances, then you, people can have a really hard time. Um, so what I see in my practice is that when I explain from a biochemical perspective, and it's right there in black and white, why a patient may be experiencing anxiety, depression, insomnia, or irritability, they kind of take a deep breath, and with a sigh of relief, they become empowered to know what their body needs to be happy. And they can take the nutrients to optimize and change their biochemistry by up to 70%. They find hope in, and help in being the person that they always knew that they could be. And there's also this part of, I'm not, it's not, a, it's not my fault, it's my biochemistry. And um, they really, it's, it's just amazing to see that um, we can take, we can look at these neurotransmitters. And for some patients, I even, I, I explain, this is what I see in your genetics. And, and they look at me and they think, they say, how did you, how did you know? You just explained exactly who I am. And I'm like, it's because I can see it in your genetics, which um, is really kind of amazing. So again, this field of functional genomics is an exploding field. And these are just a few of the things that I'm looking at. Um, there's so much new information that's always being discovered every day. And I think that's just, um, and so what I talked about just kind of scratches the surface of what we know. The bottom line is that knowing your genetic variances can give you a head start and a personal roadmap to helping you achieve your optimal health. So thanks so much for listening and stay tuned.